The following podcast contains adult themes and adult language. Listener discretion advised. And although we joke, if you or someone you know is affected by or a victim of domestic violence, dial 1-800-799-7233 or visit the National Domestic Violence Hotline's website, thehotline.org. It's always the husband, it's always the husband, it's always the husband, I don't keep it. Hi everybody, this is Sarah. Hey, it's Megan. You are listening to It's Always the Husband podcast. Welcome. Yes, thank you for listening and turning on this podcast over others that are probably more you know, educational, professional, refined. Yeah, our editor, appropriate editor Gary Garrison is back in the hospital with infected ball sack. What's going on? Well, he was playing out in the yard with the kids and he got one of those lawn darts kits from 1972 and he got a dart right through his balls. And they had just healed. They just had healed. And he was going to be back surgery. at work. And then the lawn dart went whoosh, right through it. <laughs> And we said, Gary, you can't play those, but they were throwing it over the roof, mm. into the backyard, right through his sack. Right through the ball sack. So he's back to rehab and well, such. thoughts and <laughs> prayers, Gary. The Garrison family has had a rough go of it. <laughs> Good thing he had 14 kids already. Mrs. Garrison, yeah. I was like, Mrs. Garrison's probably having the time of her life. Oh, she loves just it. Going to bed every night. Been without, out of commission yes. for a year and a half. No poking at right. all. Just straight to bed. Everyone's dream. Congrats, Ish. Mrs. Yeah. Garrison. She, she, <laughs> she's out thunk it. She's, she's really done a, she's a good job as a woman. This week's winner. Winning at life, Mrs. Garrison. She certainly is. All right. We um, are going to do, since it's October and Halloween and all of this stuff, Halloween being my favorite holiday, I don't care for Christmas at all. It's boring and I hate it. (laughs) Thanksgiving is boring and I hate it. Easter, I've never, my family never even celebrated ever really. And I don't get the whole bunny and the thing. I don't. Halloween, though, I can he get behind. He is risen, Sarah. That's well, what you do on I mean, Easter. I know. I don't understand that. But um, th- Halloween is life to me. So and it's also October, your birthday yes, month. It is my birthday so, month. October T-T, 29th. TT, the P head. What are they calling She's, the people who um, love R. Kelly? A P hive. P hive. <laughs> She's in the P hive because she likes the that president rapist. of the P hive. And she took my birthday again. She keeps every year, she t- tries to take Sarah's birthday. And she did it again this year. What is she doing this year? Uh, oh, the Botox, Botox party. party is yeah. on your actual birthday. Hell yes. Uh, this is terrible news. Again, but once Peahive, always Peahive. She really is a force <laughs> to be reckoned with, isn't she? I still can't get over that Peahive. Let me see what that's so good. Our Kelly's fans are called the Peahive. <laughs> that's too good. Oh. Anyway, yeah. it's the month of uh, October. October. So due to all things scary and Halloween, we are going to have four very special episodes. Spooky. Oh my God, I am so Based excited. Based on murders committed by, of course, husbands 
involving some sort of ghost or paranormal or disastrous actual Halloween bloodbath. So this, all these episodes are brought to you by our new Patreons. They are. And do you, and we made a terrible mistake. Well, we're very dumb. Uh, we got so excited that one of our new Patreons was had the last name of Posh. And we were like, woo, Posh Spice. We finally got a Posh. And then Danielle Posh just wrote on our Facebook group. Yeah, and was that like, we're total assholes and forgot that she'd been there the whole time and, and never got acknowledged as I a know. Posh. And we absolutely foulness on our behalf. We're the hugest She's the original asshole. Posh. Yeah. And Cecile Posh, I wrote, is just now second best. She's second. She's second chair. She's second. She is second posh. drawer. She's second fiddle, like yeah. nut bar. Yeah. Who's always second fiddle? Yep. You've been nut replaced. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we're Cecile. so sorry, sorry Posh. Danielle. We are now we're doubly blessed because yeah. we have two Posh. We have spice. two. Who else do we have this week? We have Sarah? my beautiful sister-in-law. Again, what? Laura Nelson. Laura. Yes, just joined. She's the kindest, nicest, most beautiful person I've, there is. I've heard so much I about, know. about her. We have Kim life. Pancon. I think I'm saying it right, and I can't read my own writing. Oh, yeah. But Kim, thank you so much. And Stephanie Al... Boom. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even wrote. I, will, I, I feel like it's Were French, and I have to look it up. I drunk while no, taking these notes. Maybe. Um, Stephanie Albaum. Stephanie, please help us. Stephanie, we're sorry and embarrassed. But <laughs> <laughs> Stephanie, we love you so much. Thank you. And Chelsea Taylor. Thank you, and Chelsea. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We are honored. I th- believe to Kim take your money. is a friend of Amy the Colonel. Oh, really? Yes. The Colonel. The Colonel and I hit the streets you of PL today. last night. Oh, yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. We had some fun down at the brewery, the local brewery. She can cause some trouble. It was Oktoberfest, so oh, yeah. I played Hammerschlagen oh. against her, and I won. You won? I got a two-for-one oh. drink. You did? Yeah, I won it. Well, that's pretty good. I know. Oh, You're good at that game. Thanks, Kevin Bernhardt. Yeah. The farm girl in me knows yeah. how to nail a fucking nail, hammer and nail you do. into a stump. You're good at that. Yep, like the best of them. Yeah. Um, I do too love October and fall and Halloween. So I'm excited for this month and everything that's going to happen. I love it. Mm-hmm. I love it. And all our new Patreons, uh, a new Patreon episode is coming out soon. So yeah, this is even um, I'm drinking out of my tipsy two cans. Um, Hocus oh, Pocus. It's so class. Isn't it pretty? <gasps> it's like a pretty glitter and all these Halloween things. And it's for Hocus Pocus. I went to the dentist this week and Hocus Pocus was on the TV above me. While I was Playing? getting my yeah, that's what I was watching while I was they getting said they're my gonna teeth cleaned. Make a sequel or redo? They don't no, need to do these you. things. We don't need nope. to have remakes and sequels and all no. that. We don't. We love it. Please how stop. It is. Yeah, just let us have nice things and then move on. Yeah, give us something new. Yeah. Oh, I totally agree. Suck it. Um, do you have a glitter in the shitter 
So my glitter in the shitter is uh, that I was a homecoming mom this week. You were. And it was actually really fun. And yesterday I did hair for my daughter's senior homecoming and her friends and did makeup and Nutbar helped a little bit. Then she had to go take pictures of her own child. Um, but my glitter in the shitter is that my second profession mm-hmm. to like, if I was not making it at the deodorant factory, I would love to do hair. You would be great at it. You're the, you're a, like, you're a, prof- you should be a professional braider. Like, yeah. You can I love braid to do with up the best do's. of them. Yeah. I love updos. So that's my glitter in the shitters that I got to spend about three hours just doing the hair of long, like long, gorgeous high school students' hair, and it is still so thick and perfect, and not like mine now that's like falling out and a frizzy mess. Yeah, I finally got my hair colored Friday. Yeah, it looks great. After four months, Ooh. four months, it looks four really months. good. Yeah, because in the summer I usually don't care because I I try to have a break from like hair products and styling it and coloring it just to let it heal and i um am freakishly weird about buying super expensive shampoo and conditioner believe it or not i don't go cheap i go like you have to buy i just do because i just feel like my hair used to be so fried and i started Mm. buying super expensive conditioner and it's like color it all i mean i have to have it color i'm gray as a yeah old gray mare's pubes (laughs) (laughs) pubes <laughs> <laughs> it's a horse have pubes no. Uh, um, no but that's if horse had gray pubes that's what my hair is oh. um <laughs> so it was nice the to old finally get gray it done. mare yeah. she ain't what she used to be no nope, because her pubes are ain't all gray what she used to um be. <laughs> You, I can't believe I can't go six weeks without coloring my I hair. Gonna so have to good s- on you. Well, start now because it gets, it's so gray. But I had it a month before, and that's when I had I had a super bad allergy attack and I couldn't even function. So I had to cancel it Ugh. and I had to get in again after a month. Yeah. So mine is uh, doing hair. It's uplifted fun. my spirits, and I had a fun day yesterday. I drank prosecco and did hair, and then took pictures. And my daughter had a really great time. And I, I never thought I'd be a sentimental mom because you know I'm just not like a real go get. I've never been like a oh I want to hang out with mom. You know, like oh do yeah. that kind no. of stuff. And um, I still don't, but. This was really fun for me, like to do the homecoming thing. And Chach looked so beautiful. Yeah, she was on. She she's was on so the homecoming exciting. court. And she was on the homecoming court. That was she's so beautiful. A huge, and just deal. a wonderful girl. Yeah, she deserved all her yeah. attention. Yeah, this week. so it was fun, and that's my glitter in the yeah. shitter. It made this week fun. Um, I completely forgot about it, and just remembered we do it. So I'm trying to. You don't brain, have anything. No. Well, I was thinking, what brought me joy? this week what um, was it and actually i found i've been start. i've been looking at reddit now all the time really? reddit is like a, a nerdy chat group yeah i've i mean there probably I've been on literally it is a yeah. he-man reddit oh jesus um i haven't i seriously haven't looked but maybe i will so i found though <laughs> you know my 
Um, my obsession, I listened to, oh, there's this another one coming out. There was a podcast um, about Rachel Hollis that mm-hmm, got me into mm-hmm, my Rachel mm-hmm. Hollis deep dive you of how yeah. she is a grifter. And in this podcast, it said there are only two kinds of people, those who really don't know who Rachel Hollis is or anything about her and those who are obsessed with her, either for good or for bad. And I'm like, that's totally true. Because I'm obsessed yeah, just for the bad. For the bad. Because yep. she's, to me, a sociopathic narcissist who grifts and lies to people. But I can't tell if it's because she was had such a weird childhood, kind of. Or if she's just a sociopath that's a money-grubbing, so- psychotic narcissist. But she maybe can be both. You can be both, I think. Um, and so I've just kind of enjoyed her um, complete shitting on her own brand and destroying mm-hmm. her own business in just one narcissistic fuck up. Um, but then if you look, you can see that it there's multiple. I just don't enjoy influencers who have the curated imperfection, which is a word that like I used before, I just mm-hmm. learned. And that's what oh, it was. It's it, so uh-huh. annoying in those Instagram things, they look, you know, they're carrying their baby Mm -hmm. and they have like a little thing of flour on their cheek and they're like, it's so hard to make these Mm -hmm. perfect scones every morning. And then they have a perfectly huge kitchen that's spotless Mm -hmm. and they have scones in front. I'm like, I've never, I I have one adult child. I can't get up and make scones. And then I don't have a clean kit. You know, like, what are you talking about? You dumb whore. And you realize it's just, you can't ever, you know, keep up with these people. You just feel bad about yourself, just like Facebook and social media and all of it. And Rachel Hollis was kind of like the leader of it for me. And I just, I mean, I'm sure she has some things that have helped people. But when in your own book, you say that you shouldn't ever talk to or trust fat people, because they don't even care about enough about themselves to not be fat. She literally said that in Girl, Wash Your Face. I must Um, have made it to that part. um, I just thought, you know what, I don't think that I can't believe you said that in a book that was a bestseller and still makes money for you, that you literally should not talk to any fat people because they're not, their advice or opinion isn't worthwhile because they clearly don't love themselves. Mm. I thought, how do people follow this woman? Anyway, and all sorts of more things about how horrible it is to be I just looked on her website because I um, was like, where did, you know, how she yeah. had her big, like, I, yeah, I pay for my lady to come clean my toilets. Right. So I don't have to clean my toilets. Um, she's launching a holiday collection. It seems like people still are going to her website and like, she's yes, doing Yes, I believe though still. that she had to recently, like within, she sold her rise. It used to be that idiot conference mm-hmm. she did with a movie that sold, and I believe Hollis Company sold. And I think she's trying to rebrand herself into something totally different. Okay. Um, but anyway, she has Sorry. her idiot husband that she divorced. Mm-hmm. They literally divorced after having a Rise conference where tickets were $1,700 or more per couple to come get marriage advice. Again, she's not a trained therapist. Mm-hmm. She has no training at all. She has Neither a high school he, degree. Right? He is not a trained therapist, yet they were giving marriage advice all the yeah. while they hated each other and were separated and people were paying to go to this marriage conference. So that's absolute grifting and theft in my opinion. So anyway, there's this Reddit thread called Hollis uncensored and it's just been people like me, the thousands Uh go to it and just comment on 
they're following now Dave Hollis, who has gotten away scot free almost. Rachel got most of well, Rachel blew up her own brand, yeah. but th- he's just as culpable in this whole mess as her. The divorce, lying, the marriage, lying, giving this advice, grifting. Um, and now he's trying to be a coach. He has fucking no training. His life blew up in front of him. He's a complete dildo, but you're going to train and coach other people when you, what do you have to say? You fucking dork. You're that you're rich. What do you mean? He's you actually, isn't and he now, still working for Disney or no? no? He quit that to be okay. the boss of Rachel's company. And now oh, that now okay. he is not anymore. And that company doesn't exist. They just sold it. So he literally is just coaching. I mean, but that's writing his books and he, career was. Yeah. I mean, yes. so he has no. I mean, it's there's no. He was a Disney theater exec, right. marketing Avengers that market yes. themselves. Yeah. He literally yep. had no work to do. Yeah. Yep. Well, he is dating Heidi Powell, who is the wife of mm-hmm. Chris Powell, who was the host of Extreme Weight Loss. Chris Powell is like a fitness guru. Mm-hmm. I mean, he actually has fitness degrees mm-hmm. and whatever. and seems like a really nice guy. Well, he divorced Heidi Powell, who is a psychotic narcissist. So if you follow Dave and Heidi's instagrams and again nobody cares about any of this um (laughs) you will get the best ripping on people you've ever seen because these two are psychotic narcissists and if you go to hollis uncensored you can read about how people are just blown away by the extreme foolery of these two and it's just it makes my day reading it because i think okay somebody else sees this that has been driving me nuts like somebody else sees it too you know and of course, they still make so tons of money. Dying. You can still have yeah. no talent, yeah. no skills, and still make tons and tons and tons yeah. of money and be famous. And it's just so disheartening to people who work their butts off, have talent, work hard, try to be genuine, and get nothing and get shit on all day. And mm-hmm. I, it just it blows my mind that I don't know. Anyway, that makes me so happy just to see people recognizing liars. Yeah, people are like, you guys are... Well, I mean, just it's awful, but go and see it. If you understand what I'm talking about, it's the best. It's giving me life. She's like a body. She actually does have skills. She's been a body. Um, She competes in bodybuilding. She yeah. looks amazing. Like she looks amazing. She has four kids and has an absolutely incredible yeah. physique. Her she's just stomach. her personality. But yeah, she sells her weight loss but she's had a nose job and a tummy tuck so when you're saying that your program for weight loss will get rid of your mommy pouch without saying that you actually surgically removed yours is a lie (laughs) and then to charge money to people generally trying to do what you did without them knowing you had surgery how is a lie how is she gonna do it with dave hollis because he's kind of he gets kind of dad bod every once in a while they're doing right now currently a workout thing where people are paying it's a 60-day challenge it's 200 dollars, and they're both doing a workout thing and he has literally no training he his form is horrific if someone copied him they would break their spine or get a hernia (laughs) or fart so loud in the gym that they would be so embarrassed and have to leave they're following this fool that doesn't know his ass from his butthole i guess that's the same thing his butthole and his front hole are Mm -hmm. the same to him they're fools and it just blows my mind that that a million people follow him and think i think most people hate follow them now but uh, again 
hate. Is, yeah, I didn't it, know. Once you start, you can't stop. And then there's so many podcasts saying like this grifting influencer thing has to come to a stop. Like the, you know, she's, Rachel was the hustle culture. I wake up at 4 a.m. Well, so do people who actually work. Right. You wake up and don't go to a job. You just stay at home and right. take pictures of yourself and put lemons on social media. Right. Give codes for the jeans you're wearing, you dumb, dumb whore. <laughs> And then totally ignore your four kids to the point where they're going to be, you know, writing books about you in the future. I wish I could give codes for the jeans I'm wearing. Yeah. And that's all you do all day? I really want that. Do you think someone will ever listen to this podcast and be like, we should have Megan and Sarah do like a 20% off for gunt. It'd be 20 gunt would be our code. (laughs) Elastic wide pants. Someday. They're actually sweatpants, but look like mom jeans. Do we know anybody who works in the clothing industry? Because we really no. want this. I want a 20 gunt code yeah. real bad. And say, you can too can have my gun. You too can be wearing these elastic waistbands that are just stretched tight so right. that the elastic is stretched to the max. You can they, have these Everybody too. can have that. 20 so, gunt. Yeah. 20 anyway all right that was let's my talk, long talk about you. nothing i loved it and i don't understand reddit but i'm glad you found it yeah um so thanks to all those patreons thanks yep. to our glitter in the shitter let's get on to our story which sarah i don't know how i asked her i'm like how did you find this and it was a lot of searching i don't know and they appear but she found a fucking winner this week you guys um it's almost too good to be true it is i mean i don't even know if it's true but i think it is serious like this isn't a parody and i kept thinking maybe this is a parody but no this was seriously made by a human man Mm -hmm. we are (laughs) we are gonna journey all the way back to 1897 and believe it or fucking not (laughs) We've already journeyed back to 1897. How can that fucking Why do men always commit crimes in the same years so that we have the same pop culture? Why can we not catch a break on this show? We can't ever catch a break ever. It's just so hard (laughs) to find a year where men have killed their wives. I cannot even believe all right, so that out of all the 1800s we're in the same we get 1800s. the same ones so we don't have any um like new information about pop culture then i do i mean i have some you have a good story yeah. to tell yeah um but the music mm-hmm. well i mean yeah what did you put on the old gramophone Boogie down well too. in 1897 one thing that maybe people would know was that um, the Sorcerer's Apprentice that was used in Fantasia. With Mickey. Yes, was premiered. Oh, yeah, that's good. Yeah, so that's like one yeah. thing that we maybe know about, but sorry, other than that. And this is, remember we said McKinley was president, we thought he was old we hickory, was- and he was an old hickory. <laughs> <laughs> we were wrong because that was Jackson. We were wrong. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so in 1897, the Klondike Gold Rush started. So tons of people went to Seattle and then into Alaska, I'm assuming. 
Um, and one of those people was Jack London, the author who wrote Call of the Wild, White Fang, all those movies you've in books you've read or were forced to in school, or if your husband, you my husband, I mean, he reads Oh my purpose. God, he loves Jack London. Yeah. I want to die. Yeah. So Jack London wrote all these books after going on to the Klondike Gold Rush after 1897. In 1935, a movie was made of The Call of the Wild, starring Clark Gable, who was 34 at the time and married, um, and a and uh, a Loretta Young, who was single and 22. So Loretta Young had been in movies since she was like four. So this is, Clark Gable is just coming off It Happened One Night, which is actually one of my very favorite movies. It's actually a comedy. It won the Oscar in 1934 um, for the movie for Clark Gable and for the female Claudette Colbert. They all won the Oscar. So he's like high on the hog, winning the Oscar. Clark Gable. What did he win that for? It happened one night. Oh, it happened one night. But this is still four years before Gone with the Wind. So he's not Rhett Butler yet. Mm -hmm. But he's still very popular. So Clark Gable and Loretta Young are in Alaska or way up and close to it, filming Call of the Wild. And they get snowed in, the whole production. um, And everything kind of comes to a halt and they can't really film as much as they could. So there's a lot of like wasted time and Loretta Young and Clark Gable kind of flirt and flirt and flirt, but nothing happens. Loretta Young is very Catholic um, and is trying to be like a good Catholic. Clark Gable just pretty much porks anything that walks by, (laughs) even though he's married, he's a pork hound and a poon hound and loves pork and everybody. Yeah. So they're flirting and flirting and flirting. And then finally they go back to Hollywood on a train because their, their snow set shooting is done. On that train, Loretta Young said in her memoirs, only released after she died, right. that Clark Gable came into her train room that night and raped her. And she didn't even know what rape was. She didn't understand what it was until she was like 70 watching Larry King. And he had a show about date rape. And she finally said to like her husband at the time, that's what Clark Gable did to me. Well, she gets pregnant. So they were like flirt. They were, they were were just flirting. No, they were flirting. She just said they were flirty. Like he would say, where's my girl, you know, and she would giggle and then they would shoot a scene and he would kind of like, you know, kiss her on the head and mm-hmm. flirt with her and tell her she's mm-hmm. so pretty. And um, so she became pregnant. And so, of course, an unmarried in 1935, being pregnant and then being a movie star, you know, you couldn't, that couldn't happen. Right. So there were fixers. For instance, Gable, the year before, literally killed a man while drunk driving and fixers erased it. from. What history. is happening with this man? <laughs> yes. yes. So I'm like, oh, I had not heard of that one. So she has to hide. She did film another. She's like filmed another movie while pregnant, kind of hit it, hid being pregnant. She has her baby, gives the baby to nuns, goes back to Hollywood, and then has to adopt the baby and picks the baby up while it's finally the baby's almost two years old at no. this time. Meanwhile, Clark Gable has not acknowledged that she's pregnant, has not acknowledged the birth of the baby. And the baby is a girl named Judy. 
who was on Oprah, actually, as an adult, because she wrote a book. Judy? Yeah, Judy looks exactly like Clark Gable. The big no. ears and his smile, like, literally looks exactly like him. Um, he never spoke to her except one time Judy said she was 15, and all of a sudden Clark Gable's in her living room. He makes small talk with her and then grabbed her face and, like, kissed her on the forehead, and she said, I never saw him again. And she had no idea, like, why is Clark Gable here? She knew her mom was a movie star, but she thought maybe he's just stopping by like whatever she didn't think anything of it um her mom never told her who her dad was she just figured she was adopted and then on her wedding she was like so confused she started kind of figuring things out and hearing rumors that and she's like i don't think i can marry you on her wedding day to her husband he said why she's like i don't know who i am i don't i'm super confused and he said i know who you are your mom is loretta young and your dad was clark gable (laughs) everyone knows she went what And so that's how she found out. And then she asked her mom and Loretta Young went and threw up in the bathroom and then finally came clean and just said, I, I can't really talk about it because she was so embarrassed and mortified. And she never, she didn't release her side of it until she died. But Judy wrote a book and then about it all. Um, And she ended up being on Oprah, um, pretty much saying their dad never acknowledged her, never talked to her. Um, She just saw him that one time. And that her mom was a total wreck. But she was one of the most, Loretta, I'm like, I don't know Loretta Young that well. And then looking at pictures of her, she's like stunningly beautiful. But she was just so fucked up about all of this. I think she just lived with this secret for so long and never coped with it. And like the things these women had to go through in Hollywood until even now. And I mean, I'm sure if she would have said something, they would have been like, so? Deal with it. Or, um whatever i still can't believe clark gable killed someone before that and no Um, one yes well and then he you know during world war ii he married carol lombard and she died in a plane crash and so then he kind of was even more fucked in the head and then it's when i'm i'm reading this kind of this article about it and just as you're talking scanning through it and then she had an affair with spencer tracy yes and they were both so catholic that he well he had an affair with everybody I but know. never divorced I'm like, his wife wait a minute i this is the same story i'm hearing about yeah. Catherine hepburn and she spencer said tracy. they never did it but they were they just in love. emotionally in love but spencer yes. tracy and Catherine hepburn did it yeah they lived together yeah he just never, he said, I'm never going to divorce my life. But he lived, they lived for years in the Sorry, same house. The marriage, being Catholic, just staying married, even though you're porking everyone else, that's actually not the point. It's not? Right? Like, isn't it to be faithful I thought that was, because that marriage? seems to be what all oh. do. Oh. I don't know. Oh, my God. This is insane. Okay. Well, no, it's like a whole... Like there is, it's paint and place all over again in Hollywood. It really Except you is. had fixers who fixed all your murders. I want to see what, Ju- oh, Judy does look like Clark yes. Gable. She actually had to have surgery to pin her Clark Gable ears back no. when she was like seven. Because they were so Clark Gable big. Oh, She looks just like him. In a bonnet to obscure her yes, ears. Yes, because oh everyone, she said everyone would have looked at her and known. Stop it. The poor thing. Imagine like Loretta Young is really beautiful. Yeah. She's super gorgeous. Hmm. I think she just like was like, fuck this. Jesus. No shit. All right. So. Well, that's all they have. And that's not even that's 1934. That was in 34 when that happened. But Jack London 
was born. Went, yes. Or he, he went to the Klondike. He then. went to the Klondike. Yes. In, in in the during year, the gold, gold rush. In that the year of our murder. Year. Yes. All right. So our murder is actually under the name or of the story of the Green Briar Ghost. Mm-hmm. So the Green Briar Ghost. Green Briar Ghost is a pretty famous ghost story in West Virginia. So I remember being a child in fourth grade and we had to do a project about one of the states and we got assigned a state and everybody wanted, you know, California or Florida or New York, the cool states. Then we had to make a shoebox like diorama about our state and I got assigned to West Virginia. And I remember thinking, what in the hell do I put on a diorama of West Virginia? Charcoal? <laughs> I mean, really, that's it. Charcoal. You put John Denver. I guess. Singing. West I remember being Virginia. terribly upset, but then na, na, learning na, a lot about West Virginia and Shenandoah still being terribly upset. <laughs> anyway, so... I had to look and I thought there has to be a show about this famous story, the Greenbrier ghost. And there really was not until I kept searching and searching and found this true gem, a show that is produced, directed and written by one man and hosted nutballs by one man. And his name is Sean McCracken. And there, when I saw McCracken, I knew I had our show. (laughs) Sean McCracken. He makes a YouTube show called Paranormal. So this episode of Paranormal is called The Green Briar Ghost. He also does episodes about West Virginian mysteries, produces, writes, hosts, and directs this show. And this man is a grown man, Sean McCracken. Mm -hmm. And I believe that a middle school student could do a production similar. It was, I felt like I was just it was like attached a little bit to last week's story because it looked like the movie it looked yes it looked like a homemade movie through hike hike. Mm -hmm. yes because we're back in the Appalachians we're in the Appalachians again he's standing and I thought it was something that maybe it also looks similar to that nut bar Blaine Norris yeah they're like twins Mm -hmm. um Yes, yeah, so he I think he was going for a very much of a Ken Burns look. <laughs> and he ended up with like a Mr. Burns. Or a Diego Rivera fat pants. Yes. I mean Ooh. just the look of pictures. Oh, the you know, pictures. showing pictures like Ken Burns documentary. Yeah, yeah. And it yeah. turned out poor. But Ken Burns' pictures are actually legitimately of, from the time period. From the time and of the story he's telling, these pictures or not. This was something I would say else. 90% of the pictures were not from his narrative. Not Just even random close. pictures. Yeah. Anyway, while you start watching it, again, you are going to watch every single one of his shows after this because you'll be addicted to this shit show. There's nothing it like it. It is a it. gem that is the purest gem I think we've found mm-hmm. yet. This is a gold mine. Sean McCracken starts. He comes in and it is himself introducing the episode. It looks like it's filmed on you know, the big camera you hold on your shoulder from 1983. He is wearing, like Megan alluded to, the most mismatched, Mm -hmm. ill-fitting suit I've ever seen on a man. And I've seen Caddyshack and Rodney Dangerfield. It's worse than that. Um, (laughs) The suit is, like, too big and too small at the same time. Mm -hmm. The top 
not at all matches the bottom in fabric and color or design. <laughs> the collar, did you notice his collar? Was, one was up and yeah, one was down. One was a little. And then he uh, had hot glasses that I think were blue blockers because they had a yellow tint. <laughs> and I, I mean, it's a torn up mess. So clearly he must have just hit play and ran to the front because no one else is saying, hey, don't you have anything else to wear or fix your collar? And his tie was terrible. But I appreciated the suit. I like that he tried. tried. I like that he tried and tried to look professional. Okay. So he's introducing that we are going to Greenbrier County in West Virginia. And he said it straddles the Appalachians, which I thought was very interesting. Ain't nobody straddling the Appalachians. And that it's a beautiful setting. You know, it's very um, pretty before... Like the mad except he was standing in front of like a random bush. Yeah, he was not standing in, in front of anything pretty. It no, was weird. No, we start with a man coming into this town, and the town is Meadow Bluff, West Virginia, in Greenbrier County. So six months before the shit show really happens, this man comes in, and his name is Erasmus stribbling shoe yeah not related to andrew or elizabeth shoe no in any but way spelled the same but way. spelled the same i think yeah now later we find out that his nickname or he goes by trout trout <laughs> so we'll just call him trout because it's shorter than erasmus i like eraser yeah eraser head stribbling shoe <laughs> eraser um, and he was very handsome. They show an actual picture of him, which is one of the only pictures that match the narrative. He seemed handsome, like actually a good looking. No, yeah. he had a dimple in the chin. Oh, yeah. He, he seems very great. debonair, dark hair, he handsome. great. He was well put together. But this bitch has a history. This bitch <laughs> is coming into Meadow Bluff, handsome as all hell, probably turning on every handsome woman in town. Mm-hmm. Um, with his good-looking self, yeah, waltzing in. He's a blacksmith, so he actually has a trade and he can do a job um, even better. He comes in, he buys a shop from someone who's retired or dead or something and moves into his home. And they show a picture, I think, that's real of this shop and home. And it's real shitty, but it's a two-story house. Um, but Shu has this rumor start about Trout Shu that he has this really just past that's very scandalous yeah well he had been married twice before what kind of whore piece of trash shitbag is actually married two times before their current marriage can you even believe this i am appalled have you ever heard of such a thing never i never have heard this Except for one girl that I know. Except for one person I know. But otherwise, never. Never. Never would this happen. Total gigolo. Trout Shoe had his first wife. And what happened to her? She died under very mysterious circumstances. In fact, by falling off a haystack? (laughs) 
you grew up on a farm. They're not that tall, are they? In fact, there usually is hay around the haystack to cushion the fall. Yeah, I would think that would be the least dangerous place to fall unless there was a fork. What did the unless there was a corn fork, a corn rake? Yeah, a corn fork. Unless corn there was a rake. corn rake or some sort of terrible that implement that went on. through her guns. I can't imagine. So that's odd. So first wife dead, fell off a haystack. <laughs> he marries again. And this is going to be reminiscent of another tale we've told. Second wife gets struck on the old noggin by a fucking brick as old trout shoe was fixing the chimney. Oh, a brick tumbles off the chimney and hits dumb bitch number two right in the head and kills her. Just well, like that, that one fool. guy took a the- note from Trout and did. tried it with his own. He <laughs> studied Trout and dropped the whole cement block on her head. She lived. This she bitch lived. This dumb weakling died after just a like one brick fell People on her head. People of the 1890s she just was weren't as strong. No, I guess not. They no. couldn't take a cement block to the head. No. So second wife is in the wrong place at the wrong time, gets a brick to the old head, and she's dead. Mm-hmm. Now, what gets him in jail, because he is a jailbird as well, as he stole someone's goddamn horse and ended up in jail. So now he ends up in jail stealing a horse. Which is bad in that time. Yes, but not for killing two wives. No. that Nobody cares. Again, women? No. They're expendable. The le- you know, the less women around, the better, according Correct. to these men. Yes, yeah. because they had goats. They apparently ruined things. Yeah, um, but you take a fucking horse. You take someone's horse, you go to jail. Yeah. So he is uh, had two dead wives from very mysterious circumstances, dead, mm-hmm. and a horse thief, which is pretty bad back then. But he was good looking, so. Really, he gets a pass because everyone who's good looking always gets a pass for some reason. Yeah. And he gets to try it again in a neighboring county. So we see and hear about Zona Hester, Mm -hmm. a 22-year-old that lived in the same town. Uh, They said she was very attractive. And then they showed a picture of her. (laughs) Was that a real picture? It was her. It really was. Because I Googled to make sure it was her. And (laughs) handsome. She was made for handsome. I wrote, she has a bump it in. Somehow she time traveled to the future and bought a bump it. Her bangs are so terrible. And I said, she has a look that is just classic. I could not give less of a fuck on her face. Like she just looked at the camera like, I don't fucking care what you're doing. Just take the fucking picture. Hurry before my bump it falls right. out. She, I can't. No, I don't know why attractive would have been the word he used. He said she was really pretty. and Like I, really attractive. I burst out laughing. Right. And, and then, she's wearing the just a black mess of a dress. A little part of me was like, because then the rest of the show was such a shit show. I was yes. like, maybe that really wasn't her. Like, no, it was her. Really was. Yes. Oh, God. Now, Zona, or, <laughs> Zo- her name is Zona, too. She had to deal yeah. with Zona. She lived with her mother. Dad is nowhere to be. I don't know if dad's dead or if he had a brick to the head or something. <laughs> um, she lives with Mary Hester. Fell off a haystack, yeah. I think. Zona's reputation is also in the shitter. She is the subject of 
town gossip because mm-hmm. Zona got pregnant and had a baby out of wedlock in Jesus. 1895. Now, I looked this up just to make sure. And yes, she had a baby with a man named George Woldridge. And they quote in the newspaper said it was a boozy buggy ride. So they both got ham boned <laughs> and boned. Yes, in the buggy. Yeah. Now, George had no job, no money, God. and just pretty much took off. But then do you... Where's the baby? No mention know. of the baby. because she wasn't was, taking care of it. I mean, was the baby born in Zona or in Mary said, pack your fucking bags and get lost once the baby's born? <laughs> Hey baby, here's a here's a fucking sack and put in some flour and a dress and get lost, fucker. Where's the baby? It's gone. I hope she did. They kill it? No. Or they give it away? Maybe. Maybe. But no talk of the baby. So how are the rumors that she got pregnant when she? There's no baby around. She's not raising it. I don't. George wouldn't have taken it because he's a drunkard and had no job. I don't know. So she has no baby to show for being pregnant and having all these rumors. So about then there her. was just rumors. Right. There so was who, no baby. who knows? Yeah. So they think Zona maybe was drawn to shoe one because he's handsome, but two, maybe because he had tons of rumors about him. And she also she felt like, OK, I have empathy for you because I also everyone has ru- bad rumors about me and we're kind of both pariahs of the town and they maybe got together that way and she liked a bad boy i get it zona she sure did i get it so zona and trout get married (laughs) in 1896 zona's mom is not happy about this no because she married she knows trout is something's wrong with him he's naughty he's a murderer she just she has it in her bones that something's really wrong mm-hmm. um as many mothers do when their daughters marry shitbags <laughs> <laughs> i don't know. know i don't know what that's like <laughs> we know it's weird we've seen that look i've never <laughs> been talked to several days prior to my wedding that maybe Weddings. i shouldn't do this <laughs> <laughs> that's never occurred never happened. i don't know what you're talking about um now when they show a picture of mary hester zona's mom i wrote is this the wicked witch from wizard of oz <laughs> because it's identical identical yes identical to the, the witch hair before the she head. turns the witch like the human of the witch when she's riding when she's around riding with her basket yeah. yes oh identical anyway zona and trout live in trout's shit show house by his blacksmith factory and of course um they're married in october and by christmas zona is ill and sick and she's not getting any better so they have dr george knapp who they just show a picture of a random man it's, from the 1940s that's why i was yeah wondering if that really was no. her. okay but it is her the, yeah. but it was not george knapp the doctor okay. so the doctor comes and he's trying to look her all over and he looks he comes quite a few times and he just can't seem to figure out what the hell's wrong with mm-hmm. her they think maybe she's pregnant again but they really aren't sure, you know, and she doesn't, she's not saying anything. Um, Trout is acting like, though, the caring husband. Mm-hmm. He's taking care of her. He seems to be concerned. Everyone in town is pretty much impressed with the way that he's being so caring while Zona is ill. Mm-hmm. Now, 
So Christmas comes by, we get into January 1897. Trout is out and about for the day. Trout is out and about. And he goes to one of their neighbors home, Martha Jones, called Aunt Martha. And here's where I just, I'm so confused. And yet there's no answer because they show a picture of Aunt Martha. And again, I don't know if it really is Aunt Martha, but they show this etching, like an etching scratch. You know how pictures used to be like a scratching, etching, drawing of a picture. Martha is a dead ringer for sloth from Goonies. (laughs) I mean, not just like a twin, like it's sloth from Goonies with the Superman shirt and everything that they're telling us is Martha Jones. Her eye, one eye is normal and one eye is coming out of her mouth, like on her cheek. One eye is low and one eye is high. One eye is at Disney World and one eye is at Disneyland, but for real. Like you will, I'll show that we'll put the picture up, but you won't. I, no, they, no explanation why she has an eye coming out of her cheek. Wait, what, what happened? Name? Martha Jones. Martha Jones. They're like, why does she have the eye like that? And then I tried to look all over the internet for like a long time. I could not find any picture of her. I could not find no. that picture again. I even went, they had a source underneath it and there was yeah. no picture underneath. Or I mean, there's no picture yeah, on that whole website. Um, I found some information about her, but just very little. Nothing about why her eye came out of the cheek. <laughs> Nothing why she had looked like Sloth from Goonies. I mean, identical. I don't. But I, yet, she even has like a baby Ruth in her hand. Had had <laughs> someone had had sex with her because she had a son. Well, she had 1,400 kids, according to like the ledger. So even with the yeah. eye on the cheek, someone she married her and was had sex with her. Yeah. Enough. Because she, she could spot. be having sex and keep a lookout. <laughs> <laughs> I can look around, man. <laughs> so maybe it was comforting. I don't know, but she had a lovely son named Andy, and yeah, Andy. I think His was normal. Eyes maybe. Were I think both they were normal. Parallel, maybe. On the same plane. Trout went over to Martha's house and just said, "Martha, you know that Zona's been feeling poorly." And she's got to collect the eggs today. Do you think Andy could go over and help her? And Martha's like, I don't give a fuck. Sure. You know, whatever, bitch. And then she blinked at him with her one eye. (laughs) And then the other eye just looked about. (laughs) And then... And then nothing happens. <laughs> oh, no, you're going to spit out your stuff. Spit it in your lap. <laughs> Swallow it. <laughs> so Trout. Okay, I got it yeah. down. Oh, my God. So Trout. I'm crying. Okay. Gets pissed because Andy didn't go right away. <laughs> no, he was yeah. lollygagging. So Trout, Trout goes back to Martha's house and is like, hey, hey, I. <laughs> I told you to get your kid over there. Can your goddamn kid go collect the eggs at my house because my wife is sick? Because clearly I'm not even going to help her and just be wandering about town doing nothing instead. Right. Can you get your 
kid over there? Maybe he's going to hammer a hot metal thing. Oh, yeah, who knows? Whatever Helper, blacksmiths yeah. do, just hammer some hot metal. So Martha's like, fine, Jesus, and tells Andy to get over there. So Andrew goes over and is like, what the hell I got to go over here for and gather eggs? And he gets over there between, they say it's between 11 and 1. So mm-hmm. around lunchtime. And he knocks at the front door over and over again. And no one's answering. And he's like, what the hell is going on? So he just walks into the house. And Andy finds a terrifying sight. Uh-oh. They're laying on the floor, stomach down, with their head turned to the side. Andrew sees a dead Zona. Mm-hmm. He runs back home, tells Martha. And Martha th- says... I don't give a fuck. (laughs) And then Andrew goes and finds Trout. Yep. And says, your wife is dead on the floor. So Martha and Trout are like, what? And they run back to the house and they find that she is dead on the floor. Martha and Andy, I believe, go to get Dr. Knapp to come back. And so at this time... During this part of the story, the picture that is shown is a painting and there is a man looking after a young sick child that has a makeshift bed on two chairs mm-hmm. in a kitchen, having nothing to do with the part in the story no. at all. No. Nothing. So very odd. Now, it what, just keeps getting worse. But in what they had shown before... A picture when they were talking about Zona having the child out of wedlock was a woman writhing in bed with her tits out. Yeah. A woman that looked older sitting bedside and then a man rushing into the room with a giant knife in his hand. That made no sense either. <laughs> so what was that supposed to show? Like her, there was, she wasn't pregnant in the picture giving birth. And he was going to do this. I don't know. What was he going to do with the knife? And then her tits are out. He I don't know. So these pictures are not making sense. Steak. He was yeah. fucking hungry. I guess. Now, Dr. Knapp runs over and he is pretty disappointed to see that Trout Shoe had moved the body from where Andy said it was and redressed her. Put which clothes is, on yes, her. Which is weird because she was already dressed but put different outfit on her. Put like an outfit that she was going to be buried right, in. Right. Like already a had, pretty dress Yeah. On. Like later out saying, yeah. yep, she's already ready for burial. Now this was unusual because the town custom was for the ladies of the town to come and dress a female deceased and pre- prepare the woman for burial and put her in her coffin. Who wouldn't want... To get together with your girlfriends and dress a dead body. What in the hell is this? What did women have to do this? This is bullshit. So someone dies and you have to like go, Jesus Christ, Carol died. Now we got to go over and dress her in that ugly ass (laughs) outfit she picked out. See your stink dead body. And I was just going to sit down for an ale. God damn it. And I'll probably have to see Martha in her goddamn eye. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I mean, what the hell? I don't know. But I guess he did it all I'm, for him. And instead of saying I thanks, they get yeah. mad at him. Yeah. Yep. Now, this seems very odd. He says, you know, no autopsy or whatever, because, you know, she's already ready for burial. So they're like, okay. You know, Dr. Knapp just says, all right. But he tries to kind of look around at her, at her, like to see what happened. Mm-hmm. Why is she dead? So Dr. Knapp is kind of 
like studying her body that Trout already got ready. And he notices on her cheek, she kind of has bruising. And there seems to be, he starts pulling down her like dress from her neck and notices bruising. And Trout gets real upset and like says, tells him to get the fuck away, pretty much. Like, get away, you pervert. Are you trying to rape my dead wife? <laughs> and and I am Dr. Knapp just says, no, I'm Leave just this trying place to at once. You know, look at her. Or I'll um, call Martha and her eye over. <laughs> and Martha says, I'm right here. <laughs> I heard that. I've been watching yeah. this whole time. I got my eye on it, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Martha, we're sorry. <laughs> I'm sure you were kind, Martha. <laughs> we're sorry. <laughs> um, so... Dr. Knapp pretty much says, whatever, bitch, I'm out. And they lay her down and bury her and have a funeral. <laughs> but before she's buried, she's kind of set out to be buried. And people can come and look at her and do whatever, I guess. What, what are they going to do? I don't know. But it's so just, yeah. weird. So yeah. Like, what? poke the body? Yeah, I guess. What the fuck? Trout decides it's cool to roll up sections of... <laughs> blanket and cloth and he's just like putting it next to her head and people are like what are you why are you putting up like rolled up towel next to her on either side of her head and he says i would want i want her to be comfortable they're like well she's dead she's fucking dead but he's like balancing her head with blankets and shoving blankets on each side of her head as she's sitting here in the casket and right away mary is like what what the hell is going on like what happened to my daughter she's got a mother's intuition she's like this is all super weird what is and she's just absolutely baffled on what's happening but that's not even the weirdest part at all of this whole story so she gets buried and the cause the cause of death which Dr. Knapp says, I guess, heart failure. He has no proof, nothing to say that. And then when they put it in the official ledger at the town hall, they say she died of childbirth. The bitch wasn't pregnant. Nor did she have a baby. Why are they always trying to make her pregnant? And where's the baby? Would the baby been born? Andrew seen a bloody baby on the floor if he came in? Like, there's no baby born. No. It's well, weird. No one saw it writing in the ledger saying she died of childbirth. Well, where's the kid? Why isn't the kid being buried? If it died, where if it lived, why doesn't Trout have a baby now? No. Like what no one questioned this? Well, of course, mom, Mary did. She thought this I, I, she didn't die that way and she didn't have heart failure. Right. So she is absolutely Pissed. Dep- yeah, she's yeah. pissed, she's depressed, she's confused, yep. and no one's answering her questions and no one's listening to her. She just gets buried and then they tell her to move on. And you would think that's the end of it. And that's kind of like the beginning right. of the story. Right. So Mary is pissed. Her daughter's dead. The cause of death is total bullshit. And she just knew something was wrong. So she knows that Trout dressed her quick, was hiding something, putting a bunch of shit ass towels around her head. Now, what Mary got is she asked Trout, can I have some of these blankets around her head or whatever? And Trout's like, yeah, go ahead, take one. So Mary took one, these white sheets, and she had it in her house. And like two days later, the thing started stinking, smelling so bad. Mary was like, what the hell? And she started washing it. And then the water turned all bloody. 
and dyed the sheet pink and she realized there was blood and shit all over the sheet and she's like well why is the sheet bloody why is my daughter bleeding this when she died still doesn't make sense to me but okay yeah i don't know why she would have seen a bunch of blood on it unless he tried to wash it and didn't uh, and it was rolled up still where I did think. the blood i think he rolled it up from? and it was hidden inside uh-huh. well yeah she's trying to figure out why is this all bloody yeah so having little else to go on mary decides she's just gonna pray the shit out of everything and she prays and prays and prays and prays and prays <laughs> and prays and prays oh, god she prayed so prays. much so one night now the next month she prays for a month in february she's sleeping and they show again No, she's not sleeping she just laid down in bed and started praying well the painting they show is a woman laying in In bed bed. with her tits out (laughs) tits are out i mean naked tits and again, why? With the black marker. Well, like it was under, like just boobs out and she's, the woman's laying in bed, boobs are out yeah, with a yeah. n- nightgown on. Yeah. What happens is Mary sees an apparition, a ghost appear in her room. Mm-hmm. And Mary is like, holy shit. And so she tries to kind of casually turn to look at it without scaring the ghost away. And she realizes this is my daughter. It's in the form of my daughter. That's my daughter's face. She tries to slowly move over to the ghost to try to touch it or get its attention. Yeah. And it disappears. So she thinks, holy shit. Okay. So Come I just on, saw Zona, do better. a ghost of my Zona, daughter. Do yeah. better. She's like, why are... Then she prays some more that her daughter will just fucking talk to her and not be a lazy ass and just appear and say something. Right. And Zona comes back. And so... Again, she's trying to get this ghost's attention and finally in trying to get the ghost to talk to her and not be such a, a bitch. And <laughs> Zona finally starts talking and Quit tells vague, yeah. like vague Quit being booking. All shy. Yeah. You're made you came Don't all the way from like, the dead. I'm get a ghost. It. I'm yeah. dead. And it was it wasn't it's not what you think. Okay, then fucking tell me right. what it is. Quit being yeah. so vague. I'm you not did gonna, all this yeah. effort to get here. Just let me know. Yeah. All right. I'm not gonna chase you. I'm not going to write underneath your post like, what's wrong? Are you okay? Right. Can I we do don't something need to help you? Come on. BS. Just fucking tell me. Yes. Zona. Zona then spills it and tells all the, the ghost details of, Zona. of her yeah. murder, yeah. which it ends up being. Mary now has the story and to her, the story makes sense with everything she's seen. Mm-hmm. So she go- goes right away to her brother-in-law's house. His name is Jonathan Hester. She tells him the whole story. And Jonathan's like, sounds good to me. They go, <laughs> they go to One-Eye Willie, Martha and Andrew's house mm-hmm. and they tell her the story. And Martha's like, yeah, everything seemed super effed up. And Andrew's like, Martha sure. said, I knew you were coming. I was fucking right. watching. <laughs> I was watching my show with one eye and I saw you come with the other eye. And so Martha and Andrew are now on board and the four of them know that she was murdered Mm -hmm. and they have this story. So they travel all the way to Lewisburg where the county seat is and the district attorney is there, John Preston. They go into his office and say, hey. And at this point they show a picture of like, John Preston, like a painting, yeah, but I'm pretty sure it was like Andrew Jackson. I'm sure it was not even something. him. Yes. It was, it was it just old was a guy with, it looked it like old hickory. hickory. <laughs> and a pointy, weird devil, one of those devil chin beards. 
So they tell John Preston everything. Like, we think Zona was killed. Her ghost told us this whole story, blah, 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 blah. And John Preston even says, you know what? I'm going to look into it. It seems convincing. Um, with four people telling him this. So he travels to Meadow Bluff and starts asking all these questions around town, trying to figure out if what their story saying is true. He first goes to Dr. Knapp and Dr. Knapp kind of says everything that these four are telling mm-hmm. him. He agrees totally with Mary and Jonathan and everybody and says it happened just like they said. And he said it was weird. He wouldn't really yeah. let me touch her. And... Right. He was acting. He wouldn't let me. I thought there was something yeah. weird about her neck. He was acting like a weirdo and he's putting fucking towels yeah. around her neck and balancing her head in the casket and acting mm-hmm. like a total douchebag dildo. Right. Jonathan or John Preston is smart and says, dig up her body and so they dig up her body and since it had been so cold it's fucking winter she is totally preserved and she yeah. hasn't really rotted that much in two months Great. <laughs> yes they God, do an so autopsy lucky. and again now they show another painting of a naked literally naked woman laying on a table but this time there is a black bar across oh this is the picture with the black bar so now you're gonna cover the boobs it was an actual scandalous painting yeah but you have tits out in every other picture but Mm -hmm. now you're covering it when it's Mm -hmm. actually a naked dead body in Mm -hmm. the picture i don't get it in but whatever so there's the black bar on this one because it's bad i guess her casket's brought to dr knapp and there are two or three other doctors in there too. And they do an autopsy and they find that her fucking neck is snapped. It mm-hmm. is broken, like literally like twisted around mm-hmm. fucking broken. She has broken vertebrae. She has ripped and torn up um, mm-hmm. ligaments. Her windpipe is completely crushed. Smashed. Yep. Yeah. Like her neck has been completely twisted around. It's fucking broke. So no wonder it was like a bobblehead. And that's why he had to put all those towels around uh-huh. it because her neck was wiggling all over. Uh-huh. Um, and that's why he didn't want him looking at his neck because her head was practically falling off. Everything else seemed okay. Again, it looked there was no pregnancy or baby half out either so that's and no weird. blood which is why no. i'm still confused yeah, about that bleeding sheet. out of her mouth or something maybe i don't know trout shoe gets arrested and placed in jail for first degree murder right away and he just starts bragging though to anybody that can listen the Total press the townspeople dick. he said sure yeah i thought i would get arrested about it but i mean there's no way they're gonna come i mean say i'm guilty i mean well, whatever and he says watch I'll go through all this trial and there's no way they're even going to say I'm guilty. And he's just being a total poop brain. He's a blowhard. Yeah. Now, John Preston, the DA, is worried. Like, like, holy shit. Yeah. Because we have no witnesses to the Mm -hmm. crime. No murder weapon. No Mm -hmm. fingerprints. And our witness is a ghost. (laughs) And we got the woman with the eye coming out of her chin. (laughs) So... I'm really kind of stuck here. Shu is held in jail awaiting his trial. And again, just every day saying I'm innocent. There's no way there's, you know, whatever. He gets an attorney named William Parks Rucker and the very first African-American defense attorney ever. James D. Gardner. And too bad James got this dick for yeah, a client. No shit. Jesus. And in June, now they're starting the trial. 
So the trial, kind of according to the newspapers, because a lot of it is lost, goes kind of just pretty standard at the start. Um, Mary Hester is really kind of the strongest witness, but John Preston, the DA, is does not want to put her on the stand because, you know, she's going to talk about a ghost right. talking to her. And he knows, even though this is 1897 and everyone's a dumb asshole and believes everything right. and probably believe in ghosts, he still <laughs> knows it's fucking weird, yeah. you know, and that it didn't happen pretty much right. or that she's crazy. So he's like, I'm not going to put you on the stand. I'm just going to say um, kind of the facts that we have at this point, try to dance around this. Um, so the story, they kind of, he doesn't want to really damage Hester's credibility by having her go up there, but then he kind of needs what she has to say. So he's kind of in a rough spot, but we get witnesses up there. We get, you know, Andy up there to see what he said. Dr. Knapp goes up there. They say, you know, her neck was broken and she, who does she live with? Just her husband. Nobody else is around her, but her husband, you know, like really, what else is there going to be? So she hadn't been anywhere. Yeah. Yeah, She's no one's coming to see her because Andy was, I think he wanted Andy to go there because he wanted Andy to be blamed for the crime. Yes, of course he did. You know, and Andy right away went and told somebody and didn't touch anything. And so I think they believed him right away but i think that's what he was meaning to happen and they have the bloody sheet as evidence as well now the prosecution comes up and since they're dicks they're like we're gonna call mary and have her tell her full ghost story i mean the defense defense. yes yes, i meant the defense calls mary because they want her to make a fool of herself and say the only witness they have is this woman who's the mother who's totally distraught and she's talking to ghosts you know this is ridiculous so they're going to try to make a total fool out of her and then the prosecution president is like holy shit and he's like here we go just like here it goes i'm gonna be totally embarrassed and whatever yeah so they get mary (laughs) up there and he starts asking questions and they kind of you know re reenact in a southern voice like the they got the transcript somewhere written down, but they pretty much ask Mary and say, you know, what happened? And she talks about how Zona came to her the first night, didn't say anything, but then she came three more, you know, nights and started telling her what happened, that her husband murdered her and told her everything about the night. In fact, she was wearing the dress she was murdered in, um, to, you know, that she was yeah. telling me this story and Trout got mad at her and killed her. And he was in a bad mood. And so they're like, well, what, what happened? And she's like, well, this is what she told me. That she, when Trout came home that day, Zona did not cook any meat for him for dinner. <laughs> she was sick. And dinner yeah. was waiting and ready. But yeah. she just didn't make any meat. So he went into a frenzy. And he screamed at her and literally fucking twisted and broke and cracked the shit out of her neck and strangled her and killed her she said she she had butter and jellies yep so but it wasn't good enough he wanted the fucking meat right this is what she said (laughs) she said zona told me she didn't have no meat cooked for supper but she said she had plenty and said that she had butter and she had (laughs) apple butter she had some apples she had two, three kinds of jellies. <laughs> and then he comes in and he was so mad and he just took down all my nice things and packed them away and ruined them. Oh, what a So dick. this bitch trout comes home and says, God damn it. 
I worked all day and you just serve me apples and jelly? Are you shitting me? You are shitting me right now. I made 1,800 horseshoes and I come home to butter? Put butter on what, bitch? The apple? Am I supposed to put the jelly on the apple? What are you expecting me to eat? God damn it. What do you do all day? And then, then he, he strangled broke her. her. Yep, he strangled her and killed her. Yep. I mean, I kind of think he was right. <laughs> I kind of think if you're expecting to have a dinner and you get apples, I mean, come on. <laughs> what was she thinking? He, he had the right to take her things and smash them. <laughs> and then strangle the shit out of her. And the funniest oh. thing is that the whole time when they're telling this picture or telling this story about how she had butter and yes. jelly, the the pictures that were coming up from yes. the production company were like a woman wearing a hat from the 1940s sitting on the stand talking right. to like Perry Mason. Yes. <laughs> It, it has totally the wrong nothing to do with anything. Period. No, and they just kept showing match. it over yes. and over and over. Right. So the defense starts asking more and more questions to Mary about this ghost, and Mary is so convincing and so detailed and so serious that the defense starts realizing, holy shit! Like the everyone is totally into her story, and looking around, they realize they totally believe every fucking word she's saying. The defense realized they just told they ruined their case. Mm-hmm. They are believing her, and he right away stops talking and dismisses her and sits her down. And the prosecutor's like, oh my god! Like they now that they brought Mary Mary's story into it, we can refer to the ghost as a witness because the defense <laughs> brought her up. Yes, and everyone believes the ghost. Yes, so he's totally excited like this went our way for sure and mary's mary was so hardcore and so serious and just is such a trusted person in town and she said it in such a way that they saw that she was very genuine like she really believed this happened and it totally worked in the prosecution's favor so (laughs) um what happens is the jury then goes and doesn't even take an hour they come back and say that he is guilty. Mm-hmm. But of course, they say he's guilty of murder, first degree murder, but then a recommendation for mercy. I don't know what that means. The town they hears that. want him to be killed. Right. So they take Trout and he has to spend pretty much his life behind bars. And Trout's going to be transferred to another prison out of town. When that happens, as it always does, an angry lynch mob forms. Why do we need to have angry lynch mobs? I just don't get it. Just don't chase after people to lynch them. Just, you know what? Let just let, let things it go. Let it, let's let not it do that. It's none of your business. Right. Let's let it be. I know he did terrible things, but you know what? Let's not do that. Yeah. Anyway, the lynch mob, Trout is in a carriage. He is going to the new jail. The lynch mob is following behind, running and screaming and chasing him. And the only way he is saved is because the sheriff comes and talks him down. Like the and lynch mob. They hide, they take him out of the carriage right. and hide him in the woods for, for days. a couple days. Yeah, because they're still after him. And so they get him finally to West Virginia State Penitentiary. Yeah. And he stays there until he dies 
Um, and he dies like 13 years later or something like that. He's buried in a potter's field. It's unmarked and no one knows to this day actually where he is mm-hmm. located. Um, now, what people think is that there are two things that Mary Hester actually was or three. Mary Hester was actually visited by the ghost. The ghost is real. The ghost came. Mm-hmm. The ghost told her story and then disappeared because she had resolved her conflict and got to go, you know, mm-hmm. move on. That's why we really haven't ever seen her again. Or that Mary was a booze hound, <laughs> a drunkard, right. totally depressed and made yep. all this up in her sleep. Yep. Or that Mary was a fucking genius that made all this up to get them to arrest and prosecute the dick who married her daughter and did it in such a convincing way that he actually got put in jail. Um, I like to think the third that she just made it all up just to, I hope so just to fucking just to get him and yep, say bring attention to it because it's just a crazy story me too anyway that is our story there's really no other um, sighting of the Greenbrier ghost she did um, kind of disappear that last time with Mary many thinking that since her murder was solved she could move on to she didn't have to better ghost back. places talk to her mom anymore no she said fuck you mom thanks yeah but no thanks and left yeah and that's it you can visit i believe some of the ghost briar sightings still you to sure this day can. and tour about there's which like a would big be quite fun there's a big plaque that explains how ghost evidence was admitted into the trial. It was because the defense brought it up. Yeah. And it could be. And she solved her own murder. Her ghost solved her own murder. Good for you. Way to go, Zona. You take your bump it back to heaven and you... You bump the shit out of that place. Live it up. I hope so with your children wherever they are. And your... (laughs) (laughs) Your babies you had. (laughs) No one knows where they are. And, and Aunt Martha Martha with her fucked up with her eye. eye. I hope her eye is healed in heaven. Yeah, in heaven, let's hope they're both on the yeah. same. And they're hanging like, out. Yeah. Or <laughs> not her eye. Oh, the eye is not low. Out. They're both yeah, up. Yeah, they're both yeah, up. They're all both up. Not <laughs> Everyone's down. good. Yeah. All right. If you would like to join our Patreon, a link is in our show notes as well. You can join our Instagram, our Facebook group. Um, We have stickers on Etsy. Oh, my God. Sarah's new stickers are just fucking the best. Gunt Life, you guys. Everybody has to buy Gunt Life. It is the cutest sticker. I love it so much. And then she also has this blows my butthole right off. Oh, my God. She's the best. Oh, Sarah. Anyway, thank you for okay. listening. Bye. Bye. <laughs>